I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I want to be better than I'm one stop talking about. One stop talking about. One stop talking about. Talking about. Not today. Thank you. With Jake Yap. Good morning. How are you? I don't want to hear about it, mate. Just being polite. Uh, anyway, welcome along to the podcast. It's Thursday. It's the 28th of November. Uh, I'm just just trying to orientate myself, really. Uh, we've got uh, a couple of bits for you today. Uh, I'm, I'm going to do uh, a song uh, that you might have heard on Radio 4 last week, but if you didn't, well, you get to... Anyway... And I've got this. It's the Diary of Fraser Nelson. The Diary of Fraser Nelson. 25th of November, Year of Our Lord 2019. By carriage from Twickenham to Broadcasting House. How fascinating to gaze from the window at the working classes. How tirelessly they labour. How little the left wing understands them. Truly I and my contemporaries are the ones with real affinity for the common man and woman. Availed myself of the services of Mr. Berners-Lee's excellent interwebular confabulation in order that I might vent my spleen at Mr. Corbyn's Marxist waggings in a breathy voice that suggests a huge latent rage, thence to luncheon at my club with Mr. Little, Mr. Little of a mind once more to write about his hopes that the election day might fall when universities are closed and Muslims are prevented from doing anything on pain of hell. As a lover of democracy, who am I to object or to apologise? Is it racism or indeed is it the unvoiced thoughts of the dear working classes which I simply adore from my safe distance in Twickers? Not for me the Islington dinner parties taking place in the borough filled with the elite socialites, although I and the spectator might not mention it has the third highest child poverty of any borough in London. After, did sup with Madame Maitlis, oh, Madame Maitlis, thence home and a bed by midnight. The pillows were entirely too soft. You want to get them up, John Lewis, mate. That's where you get the nice pillows, isn't it? Just get them up there. Uh, speaking of John Lewis, uh, their advert, of course, has been out for some time now with their cute little arsonist dragon who belches flames when he's excited and everyone hates him, so they brick him into his house all year until they want their Christmas pudding lit. 
charming. I love the way we commodify animals. It's my favourite thing. Uh, forgive me uh, if I sound a bit cynical about it, but uh, you see an advert like that and uh, you know there's going to be a soft toy knockoff and there is and there's some factory in Hong Kong honking out a million of them. They are actually made in Hong Kong, what's left of it. Uh, but they're not alone. Aldi's doing Kevin the Carrot, still trying to make that stick. Not quite sticking, is it, guys? Um, and there are rumours that Tesco's are working on a cuddly Terry the Turkey Carcass. Uh, if it sounds like I can't enjoy a bit of festive fun, I can't. All right, I just can't. Anyway, here is my song of John Lewis Christmas ads. Back in 2012, John Lewis filled a shelf with snowman storybooks that brought him flocking. John Lewis then got wise and they realised they had a hot new take on Christmas stocking. Every Christmas since, watch every parent wins as each campaign trots out another toy. Buster bouncing in midair, the hare and the bear, a depressing but quite profitable marketing ploy. And by the way, with seven million, you'd think they'd had a choice of hiring someone to sing this with a properly trained voice. I cannot fight the feeling that we have hit a ceiling. Of vapid, sickly ballads Used to shift some pallets of soft toys 2017 It all gets quite obscene When Moz the monster brings a lump to every throat It was going so well Until Chris Riddell pointed out the similarities To a book he wrote And even if you've sorted out the tune it won't help you with some creepy crap like the man in the moon. A 250,000 mile restraining order. I don't want to wipe your smile off. But we saw the plot twist from a mile off. It's Dragon On. I want it gone. Drown the thing in Gaviscon. I'll volunteer. It'd be fantastic if St. Nick brings a plastic albatross chick with realistic tummy popping revealing all our shopping from last year I can't fight this BS anymore Hashtag you're the expert Yes, this is the spot where we hand it all over to you to find out what you think about all the stuff that's going on because uh, we can't afford pundits on this little podcast. Uh, yesterday, we asked you uh, what killed the car show after Jeremy Clarkson said it was Greta Thunberg killed the car show. Uh, we wondered if there were any other reasons and uh, you didn't disappoint. Uh, thank you very much to Pablo Bonzo on Twitter. Uh, he said the car show was killed when it was discovered that cars are actually transformers in comas. Uh, as such, all car shows have been cancelled for robot rights reasons. Oh, yeah. Uh, Julie says it was a virulent strain of automobile immune virus. Uh, C-O-2-O-N-O. 
Oh, no. I don't know if I did your joke justice there, Julie. Sorry about that. Uh, Dan says, car shows still exist. They're just not presented by bloated ham piles squeezed into 501s. Now it's all about at Car Pervert and at Matt Watson, who are much more fun. I haven't seen the new Top Gears very much, but I'm prepared to believe you. Thank you. Uh, Darren says, what killed the car show? Pregnant. Pauses. Uh, Kath says, uh, the old adage, if you do what you always did, you get what you always got, does not apparently apply to superannuated TV formats dependent on the illusion of buccaneering transgression. That's a nice turn of phrase. Uh, JD says, uh, the audience... What killed the car show was the audience recognising the underlying homoeroticism of it all and feeling a bit queasy about it because they're all man, right? (laughs) I did wonder sometimes. I think they did one in Tanzania, didn't they? I thought, I'm sure they cuddled that night. They must have cuddled in the back of one of those cars. Uh, Ready Aim Fight says, Who would have thought a show with three unlikable presenters driving mostly unattainable cars using sexism, homophobia and racism and tired euphemistic knob gags as humour would die a death? Listen, my six-year-old loves that show. (laughs) He'll grow out of it within the next six months. Uh, And uh, Jimmy P says, Overweight presenters not being able to get into a car without groaning. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Uh, Blousy Rose says it's a truth universally acknowledged that what linked the, that what killed the car show was a lack of hot food one evening after filming. Yeah, that's a good point. Jimmy P also added uh, increased cost of valeting the soiled car seats. The lack of bladder control of the elderly presenters causes significant seat spoilage with every corner taken at the speed. Someone should make a senior top gear. I should have made that. Maybe I should make that sketch tomorrow. Um, and uh, Carenza suggested the total tosser in front of the camera. Uh, yeah, it could be. Harry said, I'd suggest that perhaps it was cars killed the car show. Oh, that's very meta, isn't it? Richard Richardson says, uh, Some say it was a gammon-fisted host with a temper and that it was the endless trotting out of sub-chubby brown banter in a desperate bid to inflame an imagined liberal coterie. Uh, All we know is that it was a triumvirate of bigoted gits in stonewashed denim. Suggest that you washed it... You washed it. Watched it, though. Um, Because... uh, that's a, that's a trope, isn't it? That's how he introduced the six. Some say that it was a gammon-fisted... Ho- oh, that was a bit too close for comfort. Uh, GCU Prosthetic Conscience says it was a simple cold virus. Killed the car show just in the nick of time before they wiped out humanity. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm confusing that with something else. Rick Bean says, Hi, Jake, I believe it was a cold meat platter, a racial slur and a punch to the producer, which killed at least one particular car show. I see Clarkson is blaming others for what he's doing, a bit like Goebbels did. <laughs> Quite the ramping up. Uh, Laura says, Everyone knows uh, that the car show was killed by curiosity. No, sorry, it didn't kill Top Gear, it killed Top Cat. Never mind. Jem says, Jeremy is mistaken. The car show isn't dead. It's just his job has been replaced thanks to advances in self-presenting loud print shirt and jeans technology. <laughs> Very good. And uh, finally, Heddy sent a haiku, which is quite a classy one. It's the classiest haiku I've ever read. It goes like this. So no go, auto show. Upsetter Greta, better yet forget her. 
Steel's wheels conceal evil diesel. I mean, that's a, a, you know, I've never actually known a haiku to rhyme at all, let alone having like seven internal rhymes. Thank you very much indeed for that. I'm trying something different for You're the Expert today um, because uh, I, I thought we could try something slightly more long form. Um, so you know, don't feel obliged, but if you've got the time and the award, uh, there's an article today. Someone's unearthed uh, a column that Boris Johnson wrote in 1995 uh, lambasting single mothers uh, who described them as uh, uppity and irresponsible for getting pregnant out of wedlock. Um, he, uh, he criticised an appalling proliferation of single mothers uh, and mulled various causes of the problem. Um, so I thought I'd ask you quite simply, when's the last time you almost exploded with irony? Um, perhaps your car broke down on the way to a garage. Perhaps your personal air horn got stuck in the on position on your way home from a massage. Or perhaps you wrote an article about how terrible single mothers are and went on to spawn literally countless illegitimate children. Um, I've set up an email, so if you wanted to get in touch with something a bit more long form, you know, if you've got a, a, a hearty anecdote about something terribly ironic that happened to you, uh, you can email it. It's not today at swanburst.com. So that's N O T today uh, at swanburst.com. Uh, it, it would be interesting to know. You know, perhaps you've got, you know, one of those great stories. Perhaps you haven't, in which case, don't even worry about it. You can tweet if you've got something a bit shorter. It's at not today pod. Um, but that's it for today. Uh, tomorrow. I think I might do a senior citizen's top gear. I think that might be uh, that might be the way forward. But uh, and we'll have a song because it's Friday. Anyway, thanks very much for your company. Do subscribe and share and stuff because that's literally nothing else is going to make this grow. So it's all on you now. And see you tomorrow. Bye. This has been a Swanburst Media production. 